welcome to Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. Today's chat is with Dylan Kemp. When I got in touch with Dylan, he was just about to leave Melbourne for Queensland, where he's relocated to open a new venue in Kings Beach. We resolved to chat once he was settled, and I was impressed when he got in touch just a couple of days after arriving to make a time with me. This was one of those conversations where I was absolutely hanging off Dylan's every word. Dylan's understanding, appreciation and connection to food and cooking started from a young age when he would forage, hunt and cook over fire with his family in the North Island of New Zealand. He learned the ropes in New Zealand before crossing the ditch to continue his chef trajectory, working at the likes of Dunkeld's Royal Mail and picking up the 2019 Australian Hotels Association Victoria Chef of the Year Award as well as becoming one of the executive chefs overseeing hospo giant Australian venue company's many venues. You are in for such a treat with this podcast because Dylan's love of becoming a chef comes through every word and the way he articulates that passion is why I love talking to chefs. Hello, Dylan speaking. Hi, Dylan. It's Joe Ritty here. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for talking to me. That's okay, no problem at all. Um, Dylan, can you tell me where you are now? Because you've just recently moved away from Melbourne. I've just um, I've just relocated to Queensland um, for ABC to start doing what we call brownfield. So uh, all of our venues that are in renovation, um, taking them on and doing the new concepts, working with the marketing team, new menus, uh, kitchens, design, um, and, and doing the relaunches and making sure that we execute them properly. Mm. And so whereabouts in Queensland is that? Uh, I'm in Kings Beach at the moment, okay. um, so just down uh, 20 minutes from Malula Bar, okay. um, launching the Kings Beach Tavern just off the waterfront. Okay, beautiful. So I imagine it is quite beautiful where you are. Stunning. <laughs> really, really nice. And the weather's probably a lot better than it is in Melbourne. I woke up this morning at 7 o'clock to 23 degrees. Wow. <laughs> So now you're talking. It's the Australian venue company um, that's your the company you work for. Is that right? Yes. So I looked them up online, and um, it seems like I couldn't quite get the gist of what it is. So it, the whole company has venues in different places, or it is just about setting up places, or what? What actually is that? <laughs> No, so we've got venues all over, including in New Zealand and Australia, yeah. um, and, and in most states. Uh, majority of ours being in Queensland, uh, when we brought um, Coles, or the Spirit Hotel Group. Um, and, yeah, so so they um, they acquire new venues. I, I believe we're about 180 venues or so at the moment, mm. um, and, and growing. Wow. And... And your role within that, um, is that, um, what is your role within that? Executive chef. Executive chef. So one you, of. One of, I was going to say, because you, you wouldn't be looking after the 180 venues. No, no, there's, um, there's two of us in Queensland, two in Victoria, um, and, and a couple of others dotted over. Yeah, so when you go and set up a new place, um, do you stay there and cook for a while as well? Exactly, just to make sure that the team's trained properly, making sure that there's quality and consistency, um, and obviously backing a new brand um, and making, yeah, like I say, making sure that um, it's executed to, to what we want it to be. Mm. 
And and were you saying the one that you've just you're setting up now is a sort of a pub style venue? Exactly, definitely, an an, an old school pub tavern. Um, and we're we're just trying to to bring the food up a little bit, but obviously with all sort your pub classics, um, with a little bit of a tweak, I suppose. Mm. Trying to freshen them up. Talking about um, you know local ingredients and um, fresher produce, I suppose. Mm. And um and as a chef, you know when you move around different places and um you know in different states or countries or whatever, how do you go about working out about the local produce and suppliers and and what's the best thing to use? I love the the markets are probably the best place to get a grasp of of where you are. Um, obviously, at the moment I'm in the tropics, uh, so the the fruit and veg is is incredible. Um, so markets are, are where I kind of head um, to start with, and then obviously working closely with the with the local suppliers and and getting on the ground and talking to them and and having that close contact. I always imagine that um. Exactly, <laughs> but also we 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 also understand that um, what people perceive as a club pub classic, um, we we don't want to differ too far from the original truth of what those dishes are. Um, so so there is a fine line um, and and a slow progression when it comes to updating these menus in these smaller um, coastal towns. Yeah, that's really true. I spoke to a chef in the city who took over a venue that had been um, a really popular venue, an Italian restaurant. It was the Hardware Club. And when he took it over, he was really aware of the the existing clientele, but he wanted to keep coming there. And so, yeah, that's an interesting idea, that slow that slow progression. I just think it's, it's a better way to do it and to get the feel for what the community um, is doing because, obviously, that local clientele... Um, is, is the bulk of our business, even though we do have a lot of travellers. Um, you know, so making sure that what we're doing is also what the community is, is looking for in their local tavern. Mm, absolutely. And um, Dylan, I was reading through some of the places you've been at, so the Royal Mail and Duchess and State of Grace. They're all really great places, and the way that people write about you and describe you as a top chef and so on, um, that's... It's lovely to read things like that. So I don't know what it feels for you to um, to read things about yourself being described as a top chef. Is that a good thing for you? Um, I love it. I love the recognition. Um, you know, I, I, I love my job um, and have since I've started. In fact, I've probably fallen more in love with it as, as my career has moved on. Yeah. Um, and, and so getting the recognition uh, for the hard work is great. Um, and and for getting that recognition for something that you love is is even better, I believe. Yeah, I agree. And so where did it all start for you? Because obviously I um, can hear your New Zealand accent, which is um, the same as mine. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm enjoying that. Um, <laughs> did you? Um, where did where did it all start for you? Uh, I was born in New Plymouth, so North Island, West Coast. Um, I always had a passion for cooking, learning to cook from my mother, who's who's phenomenal in the kitchen, and from my nana, who 
has more of the backcountry hut style cooking, I suppose. Um, and I, so I got two sides of the coin, how to cook on an open fire and how to do salubrious dinners at home. Um, and with that, my father is a big hunter. Uh, so I learned a lot about the paddock to plate style. So I wrapped all of those things together uh, and started chefing when I was 15. Wow. Um, and I never, never looked back. I, I dropped out of school um, and went to a polytech and did all my studies and went straight into a fine dining restaurant. Um, and like I say, I never looked back. I got deeper and deeper into it. Yeah. And what is it? I mean, it sort of seems obvious, I guess, but what is it about it that you reckon that you really love? Um, I, I love the fact that no day is the same um, and working with new produce and, and dishes and my friends always say, do you like cooking for yourself? And I say, I, I get a lot of pleasure out of cooking for other people. Um, I, I get satisfaction out of people enjoying a dinner or, um, you know, coming out and, and having time away. Um, that's, that's the satisfaction I get is, is people enjoying the food that we cook mm. um, and the effort that we put into it to get it on the plate. Yeah, absolutely. And did you did you so did you do your, your apprenticeship um, in New Zealand and then come over here or what? How did that I work? did? Yeah, so I got I got poached before I graduated, um, and I actually moved from New Plymouth to Taupo, centre of the North Island, um, and went to work at the Terraces Hotel um, straight out of my qualification, and then from there I went to the Batch, which was best provincial restaurant in New Zealand. Mm. Um, and then from there, I went to Wellington for a little while and worked for a, a smaller pub group with seven venues. Um, and then when it was time to come over here, I was 21. And then I went straight to Spices Peak Lodge, Screwturner's um, five-star resort, um, which was very eye-opening for me. Um, I spent two years there and then I, I kind of hit the Queensland Islands, so Hayman Island and Lizard Island, mm. and then back down to Melbourne. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. It's really, um, it sounds like, you know, you're living in sort of, when you have those kind of jobs, you're living in all these sort of exotic places and so on. Do you really get to enjoy them when you're working as a chef or were you working really big hours? No, you definitely do, um, especially with the, with the big places like Hayman Island, which was one and only. Um, you know, you, you're, not, you're not working those huge hours and there's a staff beach and a staff bar and there was 400 staff on Hayman Island. Mm. Um so we definitely got uh, our, our fair share of downtime mm -hmm. um, and you obviously have the Great Barrier Reef and some amazing snorkeling and, and stuff that you're allowed to enjoy as you're a guest. Mm. And and then when you, having been to those places and then you, you, is it, you came to Melbourne after that, is it right? Yes, yeah. yep, yep, and correct. Then, and did you go straight to the Royal Mail? No, so I started working uh, for one of the executive chefs of the company, Justin Wise, um, at the point in Albert Park, um, and I worked there for just over nine months, and then I left there and went to the Royal Mail. Okay, right, and um, and and so you sort of really obviously worked your way up quite quickly, um, and still quite young through to being having positions of responsibility. When, when was your first head chef job? Uh, when I was 20, 20. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And um, because that's a big deal. And I've spoken to other chefs who, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you love cooking and you're really good at cooking, but there's a lot of other things involved with being a head chef. Was that, um, 
Was it a challenge for you or just a really natural progression for you at 20 to become head chef? Um, I think it was a natural progression and I, I don't like being bad at anything. Mm-hmm. So I just always took it as a challenge to mm-hmm. be better at what I was doing. So anything that anyone could throw at me, I just knew that I was going to learn from it and grow from it. Um, and so I, I never really backed down. I never said no, just kept rolling with it really. Mm. And you've obviously now got a lot of people under, under you as well. And um, so you, you're overseeing a lot of people and, and probably teaching and um, training and keeping everyone motivated. What's your style for that? Are you a, a shower or a teller or a, a get-in alongside? What, how, are you, how do you lead your staff? I think most chefs are, are the, the very practical side. Yeah. They need to be shown and they need to touch it. They need to feel it. They need to um, – and, and also be shown. Um, and I believe that that's why in the position that I'm doing now, I'm in the kitchen with the guys every day, all the guys and girls, um, to, to teach and train them side by side. Um, and that means running the services and, and stuff like that, not just showing them something and walking away. Um and I believe that that's the way that they're learning the most uh, from what we're teaching them um, and, and retaining that knowledge as well. Mm, absolutely. And I guess too, um, it gets quite it gets stressful in the kitchen. It's hot, there's sharp knives, you've got time limits and so on. How do you handle that stress? Have you developed some strategies for that or is that, again, just something that's come naturally to you because you love it? Yeah, I, I People always say, oh, I could never be a chef. I've never thought that. I I enjoy the stress. I love being able to nail a service and you walk out on such a massive high, the adrenaline's going and the whole team, you know, is, is dragged through right to the end um, and you're sweaty and you're tired, but you're, you're super happy. You've mm-hmm. nailed it. And that feeling at the end is why I do it day in, day out. That's amazing. And um, just a final question, where do you get your inspiration? You did mention before about the markets and um, and that's always a good starting place. But are you someone that has cookbooks or you go online or you just have built up a repertoire over the years? What, Where do your ideas come from? I have all of about five cookbooks. <laughs> um, I My inspiration comes a lot from paddock to plate. I love foraging. I love hunting, I love fishing, um, and, and learning from the people that are around me. I've had the pleasure of cooking with Simon Rogan and stuff when, we're, when I was at the Royal Mail, um, and, and they're all big inspirational leaders. Um, but for me, it's it's in you know going out and foraging and being able to create something from the land, um, and that's what the Royal Mail also taught me that salad doesn't just come in a box. Um, you know, not everything's an A-grade premium carrot. Ugly Delicious became a thing for me when I was working at the Royal Mail. Um, and, and seeing, um, yeah, seeing greatness in something that others see as B-grade. Yeah, I think that's um, it's a really great perception of the world and, and it totally I mean how amazing that you're a chef and that people get to enjoy your food with with that, that kind of started from that starting point I'm a big believer in that um whatever whoever's cooking the food that their emotions and their and their attitude and everything goes into the food so um I think it sounds 100%. Like, <laughs> I think it sounds as though Queensland's in good hands <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I've only just got here, so <laughs> well, see how we go. Okay, no, no, pre- <laughs> no pressure, but <laughs> exactly. Well, I launched King's Beach next week, so 
Well, all the best for that, Dylan, and thank you so much for taking time out of that because I'm, so I know that you've got a really busy schedule, so thank you very much. <laughs> You're more than welcome. Thank you for chatting with me. I've enjoyed it. Oh, great. Thanks, Dylan. Bye. Awesome. Thanks, Jared. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritty, and thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to read the full transcript of the conversation, you can go to www.conversationwithachef.com or follow me on Instagram so you'll always be up to date with the latest conversation.